Uh, today, though, we get to begin the season of Advent, and with that, we get to begin a new church year. The church year begins with Advent, and it's always um, interesting at the end of a calendar year to, to get to say Happy New Year a little early in the church. Now, Advent simply means coming or arrival. It's the time when we await God's Advent in Jesus Christ. But this waiting kind of moves back and forth between past and future, kind of like your favorite TV show when something happens and it says, six months ago, we, we go back and forth. We wait for Christ's coming in a manger, but we also await his return in glory. So in Advent, in the church, we find ourselves living in this sort of in-between place, between past, present, and future. And so our series this year is going to explore what this strange in-between life might look like as people of faith. And the series is inspired by an Episcopal priest named Robert Daniels. And in-between, I think, feels like an apt descriptor for our time now that we find ourselves in the midst of this pandemic when we're living in this time between having vaccines and boosters and ways of, of, of helping the... Um, damage from, from this virus and combating it, but also we're living in the reality that it's not over yet. We're still doing things like wearing masks and distancing and avoiding large crowds. We're in this kind of in-between time, and Advent's the perfect time to think about what it means to live in between as people of faith. So we begin today by looking for a sign, what that looks like, what God's reign and realm of peace, love, and justice looks like as it takes shape and takes hold in our world here and now. And quite oddly, we begin Advent, we begin the season of waiting for Jesus to be born by turning to the very end of the gospel. We're going to the end of Luke's gospel, where instead of meeting baby Jesus, we read about what fully grown Jesus has to say to his followers about the, the coming of the Son of Man. I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the 21st chapter of Luke's Gospel. There will be signs in the moon, the sun, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard, so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place, and to stand before the Son 
of man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Yep. I want to be the first to admit to you as your pastor that Advent is a weird time. It's an odd time in the church. And this is because our community and, and nation and world around us has been celebrating the Christmas season for the better part of a month now. Uh, virtually any store has been in the full Christmas spirit since the day after Halloween. Now, it just happens to be a coincidence that the Christmas spirit statistically helps people spend more at stores as well. We want to come to church in this season to sing Christmas carols, and hey, trust me, I am right there with you uh, on this, especially after not being able to gather in the space to sing these beloved carols last Christmas. Trust me, we're going to get there soon. But our church year and our lectionary call us to a different mood, to Advent, to a season of holy waiting, a season that ends with Christmas, a celebration of God's incarnation, of God becoming flesh, becoming one of us. Unlike the secular world, the Christian Christmas season lasts 12 days. It's not just a, a pretty song. From Christmas Day until ending with Epiphany, remembering the appearance of the Magi to the Holy Family. While in this strange time of the pandemic and division and isolation, it's true that we need some Christmas cheer. But I think we also need Advent. We need this, this reminder to watch, to wait, to listen take pause and see what God is up to in our midst. Now, the season of Advent clashes with what department stores and malls want us to think about Christmas. The days leading up to a celebration of Christ's birth are not about consuming, about mindlessly buying, eating, and drinking. No, Advent is a season of waiting and anticipation. I'll admit, like most of us, I know I'm not going to be waiting until Christmas Eve to bust out my Christmas playlist on Spotify. It is ready and waiting to click play right now. And I know I won't wait until the official season of Christmas to watch my favorite Christmas movies, to eat Christmas goodies, or even to sing the beloved songs in church on Sundays or to my children at bedtime. But I do believe the season of Advent still has something to offer us today as people of faith. Something that gives us a different perspective about this season that has been so hijacked by modern culture. Now, there are two sides to Advent. Two sides of holy waiting that kind of blur together, usually confusing pastors and parishioners alike, admittedly. In this way, there are really two sides of the same coin. But I think our first and second lessons today really help illustrate that for us. They illustrate both of these sides respectively, giving us an opportunity to better understand Advent and what it means as people of faith to live in this season. Now, the first side of Advent, the more familiar side, is about the church anticipating the historical birth of Jesus in a manger in David's holy city of Bethlehem. Every year we join the ranks of all those who cried out for God to intervene in human history, to come down and show up and save us because we can't save ourselves. The side of Advent is represented in Jeremiah from our first lesson that we heard earlier. 
Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet who is speaking to Judah following being exiled to Babylon. The monarchy, the temple, all these things that were signs of God's presence and covenant with them were no more. The people were starting to get comfortable with their new reality under Babylon's rule. To this the prophet proclaims, the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. Here God is talking about restoring the monarchy that started with David. While the Davidic king Jeremiah and the people of Judah were hoping for looks a little different than the baby Jesus, there is still among the passages we read, anticipating it's still among these passages we read in Advent because it reminds us of God's promise and covenant with us to redeem and restore this broken world. Each year we need to join the faithful in their cries and the prophecy of God's intervention in this world. Each year we need to travel with the Holy Family to Bethlehem. The side of Advent is important because it links the God of the Old and New Testament, showing that God's promise then is the same as God's promise now. It's important because it reminds us of God's faithfulness, God's promises to us. It reminds us that God has intervened in human history to save us. So the first side of Advent is about anticipating Christ's birth. It's an act of anticipating, of remembering. It's the more familiar side. We're reminded of it each year with Advent calendars and devotionals, counting down to that special day each year where we get to rejoice in Emmanuel, God with us. Now, the second side of Advent is a little more complicated, and I'll admit, not as pleasant. As we remember and anticipate Christ's historical birth, we also anticipate and await his return. This is what our gospel reading is all about. It's strange in Advent to read from the end of the gospel and to hear Jesus speak about the signs of the very cosmos shaking, people fainting, just utter chaos that Jesus tells us about. But he tells his followers to remain awake and alert in light of these signs and times, to trust in God's redemption and hope. This command to keep awake and alert, I think, is the most jarring message of Advent, especially with the way our culture wants us to celebrate the Christmas season. We're bombarded with advertisements telling us to go out and buy, don't miss the best deals of the year, and be sure to shop early this year because of all the supply chain issues. It's Christmas after all. Our calendars become crazier than ever this time of year with holiday parties, commitments, and end-of-the-year work obligations. We really could all use a good nap. We long for restful time with families and friends, don't we? Yet we come to church and get the Advent message that I, and I'm sure you all, don't really want to hear. Keep awake. Keep alert. Watch. Wait. Listen. Now, I can just feel our collective anxiety rise as I say this, but I really don't think Jesus intended this message to stress us out. 
It should challenge us, but it should also be a message of comfort and hope. In light of the signs of his inbreaking kingdom, Jesus reminds his followers to not let the concerns of this life weigh us down. When we spend this year bouncing, this time of year bouncing from one commitment to the next, we're frantically trying to finish our shopping, we're not able to anticipate what God is doing in our midst. We're not able to see, to witness, to testify to God's realm and reign of love and peace taking hold in this world. Maybe a message for us today is to not go through this season on autopilot. It seems especially possible, especially relatable this year, when many of us are probably reviving some holiday traditions or even forming some new ones after the past year and a half or so. And we might go to some of the same parties, sing the same carols at church, have the same shopping trips, the same stresses, but how can we set aside time to think, to keep alert? How can we faithfully anticipate God's kingdom, God's reign in a new way? This odd season we know as Advent is about anticipating and remembering Christ's birth. Walking that road to Bethlehem again as Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us, is born yet again. But it's also about anticipating Christ's return. The culmination of God's kingdom where all will be one in Christ Jesus. When we stop, watch, wait, and listen, as people of faith, we can see signs of this kingdom taking shape and forming in our midst. Jesus tells us to look for the fig tree, but we can look far beyond the trees in our midst to see signs of it taking place today. When neighbors who are apart or who are divided on issues find ways to have common ground, or at the very least to shake hands and share in friendship and fellowship together. I'm sure there are numerous ways that you all can can bear witness to God's reign and God's love taking shape and taking hold of this world. The important thing here, friends, is to watch, to wait, to listen, and be prepared to be surprised about how God's reign and love is taking hold of this world. There are two sides of Advent. And to me, I think these two sides of Advent of past and future come together in a beautiful Aramaic word that was uttered by the very early church in their worship. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Friends, as we seek to live in this strange in-between time, between the two advents, the two comings of Christ, may we find ways to watch and wait and listen. May we anticipate signs in our midst that God's realm and God's love is truly taking shape and taking hold around us. As we join the faithful in the song of the ages across every time and place, singing, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Amen.